0: We give you all the viral stories that are just about to drop. Just please, oh please, oh please, oh please, don't let this flop. If you keep scrolling, 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 and you're never gonna stop, then please, oh please, oh please, oh please, don't let this flop. From stupid songs and dances, all the cultural advances, we will cover them from bottom to the top. Just please, oh please, oh please, oh please, I promise you'll appease our please, oh please, oh please, don't let this flop.
1: Hi, I'm EJ Dixon. And I'm Brittany Spanos. Welcome to Don't Let This Flop, a podcast about internet culture brought to you by Rolling Stone. Did you know that we're all going goblin mode?
2: I've been going goblin mode.
1: I've been going goblin mode since I was born, essentially.
2: Yeah, I've been goblin mode since, yeah, since day one.
1: But apparently this is like a new thing. This is part of like the (laughs) vibe shift that people have been talking about that like everyone is going goblin mode now.
2: Where, where Where did goblin mode come from?
1: So a few weeks ago, there was this meme where someone tweeted a headline referring to a supposed quote from Julia Fox in which she said Kanye broke up with her because he didn't like it when she went, quote unquote, goblin mode. Um, Vogue wrote it up. And there was this whole mini discourse over what goblin mode meant. And it was very embarrassing for Vogue and other outlets who aggregated it. Because goblin mode wasn't real. The quote wasn't real. The headline wasn't real. Julia Fox posted on her Instagram story saying that she'd never used the phrase goblin mode in her life. It was like kind of a hilarious example of people making up online trends and millennials and Gen X are slaving away in the content minds falling for it, which has happened before. Right. Um, yeah. people have, you know, done explainers about Hell Maxing and Skeleton Brunch. These are all things that like simply don't exist. Um, that Zoomers just made up um, to fuck with people. Um, but in the case of Goblin Mode, it actually is kind of a thing, especially now after uh, this piece in The Guardian by uh, Carrie Paul, who's your
2: friend, right, Brittany? Yeah, she's been, been really excited for this piece to go up. Um, and now I think she and our group chat have absorbed Goblin Mode into everything we do.
1: So did, how did she explain Goblin Mode to you?
2: Kind of just like being sort of feral, you know, like, like semi giving up and like giving into your more feral and base instincts.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's essentially how she describes it in the article. It's about, quote, embracing the comforts of depravity, spending the day in bed, watching 90 Day Fiance on mute while scrolling endlessly through social media, pouring the end of a bag of chips in your mouth. Downing Eggo toaster oven waffles with hot sauce over the sink because you can't be bothered to put them on a plate. I mean, it's basically just being a fucking mess. And honestly, like this describes pretty much every parent. Yeah. That that I know. <laughs> if not if not every person.
2: <laughs> yeah. It like, describes me on like most most days off. You know?
1: It describes me on most days on. Yeah. Honestly, I just ate an eggplant (laughs) parm hero in like two minutes in bed and there are crumbs everywhere and my cat is sitting on them and I use my cat to wipe my hands and um,
2: (laughs) I just ate a pile of bacon (laughs) in my hotel room kitchen. Oh, did
1: you did you get bacon with your avocado with your avocado bruschetta?
2: (laughs) (laughs) The poorly named avocado bruschetta, which is just avocado toast. With some radishes on top. Yeah, I got some bacon on the side. But, that looked
1: – you sent me a picture. It looked
2: disgusting. It was actually pretty good. I mean, like, it's like California avocados, you know? So it's like they're just really, really good. But the name was stupid.
1: Can I guess how much it costs?
2: <laughs> Please do. Okay. <laughs>
1: Please. All right. So this was, this was room service from your hotel, okay, and your so hotel was in Sunset Boulevard.
2: Yeah, I don't know right? how much the bacon cost on top of it. Well, actually, I know how much the whole price was, but I know how much the – Actual just a plate of avocado bruschetta with eggs cost. Okay. I am going to guess it cost $19. That's ex- the exact price. Ah! That is the exact <laughs> price. <laughs> that was the exact price in the menu. It's $19 for it. And it was in my effort to eat something green because of the other options were bleak.
1: Well, you did a good job. You did. You You ate something green. You got out of goblin mode. Um, uh, Yeah, that
2: was my, but the the pile of bacon um, brought me back.
1: Grounded It's kind of defined uh, by like a a total lack of an aesthetic, like sort of an opposition to the various aesthetics that dominate social media. Um, And Carrie kind of talks about it in the context of the pandemic where we've all kind of given up on ourselves. Um, I mean, I was doing this before the pandemic. I, I don't know about you.
2: I have no desire to go goblin mode publicly. It's like a part of my private life. Public bimbo, private goblin.
1: Yeah. How do you see this as sort of like it? Because a, a lot as we've talked about the bimbo, the rise of the bimbo. Yeah. And and a lot has been written about the rise of the bimbo aesthetic. Like, how do you sort of see this as like running counter to that or like in correspondence with it?
2: Well, I think like um, it's definitely like a Venn diagram that intersects pretty largely like i feel like Mm -hmm. there is this idea of messiness to the bimbo like the presentation is a little bit more glamorous like um and i think like goblin mode is meant to be sort of again like more feral and more like base and like more sort of just like you know less there's less glamour to that in terms of how it's presented but i think the bimbo is sort of at root kind of messy like you think of like again like pamela anderson and sort of the the experience that she had in the 90s and like <clears throat> that kind of intersecting with the more glamorous kind of presentation that she had. Um so I think that's that's where it sort of intersects where you are being sort of a hot mess but it's emphasis on the hot.
1: Um okay, let's let's do straight people. Straight people. I I was so hesitant to talk about these people again.
2: <laughs> but they just do such dumb stuff and it's so
1: hard to not talk about them. It's so hard. It's a other Honestly, this is a plea for other straight celebrities to just like step up their game and start doing Be straight people shit. Yeah,
2: do weird shit. Because like I, I don't to talk about them the anymore. same four people all the time, but here we are. We have to. We have
1: to. Um. So these people are obviously Pete Davidson and Kim Kardashian. I think Kanye. I would. I would like to keep him as tangential as possible because he's just. Yeah. He's just fucking lost. His it's mind. go. It's it's gone so beyond. It,
2: but let, let's focus on Pete. Yeah.
1: It's so dark. Um. Yeah. So basically, a few new things happened over the past week. They went public on Instagram, finally. Mm-hmm. Um, Pete was going to go to outer space with Jeff Bezos. And then all of a sudden, he was just like, no, I'm not. I was just like in a silly billy mood. Um, and Pete uh, got Kim's name branded into his flesh. Branded like a, a farm animal. Branded like a farm animal. Branded like a cult victim. Yeah. Um, very strange. Um, but the way she talked about it, on Ellen was like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, she was very much like normalizing it.
0: He posted this uh, the selfie sort of, uh, right? And, and there's, they're reading into it saying that there's a tattoo that says Kim. Um, yeah, he has a few tattoos, a few cute ones, you know, that he got. Um, but this one is a, it's not, that one, the
2: Kim one isn't a tattoo. It's actually a branding, like a branding Because, let me explain it, because he wanted to do something that was really different. There is, so there is, like, a history with Pete and tattoos, right? Like, Pete has very famously gotten tattoos of every girlfriend that he has dated since he's been famous. There's, like, when he was dating Cassie David, he got, like, a full-on tattoo of her, of her as a person on his body, um... He had like several matching tattoos with Ariana, like also tattoos about Ariana. They got matching 9/11 tattoos that I will never forget. What? I didn't that. know about that. So dad, <laughs> so Pete Davidson's dad was a firefighter yeah. and he died in 9/11, yeah. as we know, and they had gotten matching tattoos memorializing his father. Ariana and, did. Yeah, and they both have since got it covered up. I think. Oh my god. But also Pete, so Pete's like a very heavily tattooed person. He's actually in the process of removing a lot of his tattoos, which Kim also talked about in the interview with Ellen, where he's like trying to get a lot removed. He's gotten like, he had like the, uh, you know, Ariana's bunny symbol that she used Mm -hmm. during her Dangerous Woman era. Mm -hmm. He had that tattoo and he like, he got it covered. Like he's gotten a lot of these tattoos covered. He did
1: a whole commercial Um, about
2: it. Yeah. Like he's gotten like the girlfriend tattoos covered. But the reason he got the branding was because he wanted it to be a scar that couldn't be removed. And unlike the other tattoos that he has, but yeah, he has like a, he already has several dedicated to Kim. The man loves a tattoo. He loves to hop. I, tattoos take so long. I, this I don't get. I, I like just got two n- new tattoos. I don't like, I can't imagine getting so many in quick succession because it takes so long for them to heal. And like, I feel like I'm scared that I'm going to do something wrong the entire time because you have an open wound on your body.
1: Yeah, what's he doing? Is he just sitting at home like frozen and just covered, covered in like yeah. tattoos and sores? Like, yeah, it's weird. it's weird. Maybe that's why he got branded. I mean, it's it's also like branding yeah. is also like a thing in the kink community, but this is definitely not like a kinky thing. I don't think like he hasn't like. It's a, a very
2: yeah. He's very he he just he ha, he's continued to get himself branded in like you know like in, in lighter ways by his sort of romantic relationship. So like, I guess it makes sense in terms of his own development as a deeply like dramatic person that he would get this next step to like prove his love and his devotion, because like he can't remove this in the way or he can't, he can't cover it up or remove it in the way that he's done with every other ex in his past.
1: Yeah. People found it very weird and intense, but I agree like this, it, it would be off brand for him not to do this. Y- yeah. you know like th- this is this is all that he likes doing is
2: he also got a tattoo that's my girl is a lawyer even though Kim is technically not a lawyer yet <laughs>
1: <laughs> i love that she thinks she's a lawyer <laughs>
2: <laughs> like she is not she cannot legally practice law um but he does have that tattoo which that will be cl- like covered up probably at some point
1: but Kim and Pete are going strong and honestly like i this is kind of an unpopular opinion um, I tweeted it and then deleted it because I just didn't want to deal <laughs> with like being yelled at. but I think they're perfect for each other, like,
2: yeah, I mean, I, I think they're cute. I don't I mean, I don't think this is like a forever thing, but I think it's like a nice rebound relationship for Kim, and I think that they seem very happy. um I do I mean, I just like I think like with Pete again, like he's like so extreme at so much of this stuff, and I think I think he needs to cool it on that. like I don't think the branding is necessarily the sign of a healthy relationship, you know? No,
1: but it's also not, I don't think it's specific to Kim. This is clearly a pattern that he has. Yeah. And it,
2: which is why I'm like, yeah. I don't, I don't think it's like the best thing for that to reach that level of extreme. However, I do think that they are very cute and I hope that they have like a, a nice relationship, but I do. Th- I'm given as a longtime time P Davidson, Stan, who has followed him for many years. Um, I, I, don't think when things have ended, it's not it's historically not been well for his mental health. Um, Like the Cassie David breakup was like really bad. And I remember he was like hospitalized after that. And like he was like threatening to kill himself after the Ariana relationship ended like to the point where he was like locked in 30 Rock. And I think she was like trying to come see him. He has sent out like a lot of really alarming posts about it. I don't know that this ending will go well.
1: I don't know. I kind of think she's, she seems like a very even-tempered person. Like, almost too Yeah, but like, also tempered. look at the history of
2: every, 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 every single relationship in the Kardashian family. Has any Have any of them ended healthy?
1: Well, they're narcissists, but so is Pete. Yeah.
2: Pete's a fucking
1: narcissist. They're both but narcissists. I, mean, like,
2: I think like, when you look at like, I mean like the, I mean, I hate bringing it up, but like the Kardashian curse, right? Like, I think like, they've tended to be with men who have extremely horrible mental health issues that are unresolved by the time that they meet them and then only gets worse from, I'm sure, like the level of fame and attention that the Kardashians have, but also just because they're not getting like the same sort of support that they need for that. Um, So I don't, I'm, that's, that's, that is my concern. Um, given, given the Pete stuff, like I think when it ends, I'm a little worried that it's going to be sort of like another sort of spiral. Um, and at the
1: very least, like Pete is much more, I think the big difference between Pete and Kanye and the reason why I think he's much better for Kim than Kanye is that they're both, they both struggle with mental illness, but Pete is like very much aware of that. And you know was yeah. very public about the work that he does to, yeah. you know, recover. I believe he has borderline personality disorder yeah um, and has been super open about that. and I think he's like one of the very few male celebrities who has been open about being diagnosed
2: with BS. yeah, and he sought like a lot of help since um the sort of like Ariana thing that like when he was you know, I don't remember the exact specifics, but I remember he was sort of like on the brink at that point, um for a lot of reasons, but I think he sought like a lot of help since then, and
1: yeah. And to go and to go from somebody who like is deeply mentally ill and just unwilling and just digs himself further, like keeps getting enabled and digs himself further and further into his mental illness, to somebody who's actually working on themselves, I think that's a big difference. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I hope they get. I want a Disney fairy tale wedding.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it it could happen. It could happen. They do have a new show.
1: I, I so. want them to get married at Cinderella's castle, and I want <laughs> it was an hour long special, and I want her to come out in like a Givenchy gown of the coach. Do you watch Disney fairytale weddings? No, you don't.
2: You I don't either. Is that a show?
1: Yeah, it's a special. It's an ABC I Family absolutely
2: special. Don't watch that.
1: Oh, it's the worst people in the world um, yeah. spending like a hundred thousand dollars on a Disney wedding. I love mm. it. I hate it. <laughs> I hate every
2: description of that. I've never watched that show.
0: (laughs) What companies would you want to work for? Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the prestigious Just Capital 2024 seal. Bank of America is ranked number one in the banking industry and number one for their ongoing commitment to workers, offering best-in-class benefits, including a minimum wage of $25 an hour by 2025. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the Just Capital seal. Bank of America is ranked number one for ongoing commitment to their workers with initiatives like Sharing Success, which awarded 97% of their teammates additional compensation, nearly all in stock. This is the program's seventh consecutive year, awarding more than $4.8 billion in total. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business.
2: Furnished by Just Capital. Anyway, (laughs) speaking of the memification of trauma that a Disney wedding (laughs) (laughs) sounds like it is. um, There's a chance that Gangnam Style remains preserved in 2012 resin for you untouched by a near decade of viral culture that's followed size one hit wonder. It's peak music. I just want to say
1: that. It, it's peak music, yeah. It's the best song ever written.
2: Yeah. The Silly Little Dance hit, however, has found a new life on TikTok, becoming the soundtrack to a wacky new trend that finds the humor in some rather unique trauma. So the trend goes like this. And you've seen a lot of these videos, right? Mm-hmm. I've, I get them like every other video at this point because I like all of them. Um, but there's so many. So the trend <laughs> goes like this. It's... A mashup of Gangnam Style and Steve Lacey's Side that plays, which just kind of turns Psy Song into like a little bit jazzier. And and so the, the video cuts between two slides, the shot, then the chaser. The first slide is a video of the user staring down the camera, and there's usually overlay text setting the scene. So saying something like, and this is a quote from a real one, mom has COVID, but she doesn't have any pre-existing con- conditions, so it'll be fine. The next slide always uses the image spin effect, which shares a single image in kind of multiple bubbles that spin around the screen. Kind of looks like a PowerPoint slide to me. Um, And in that particular video's case, the next image was a pic of her mom's coffin covered in flowers. And that is like an image kind of bouncing around the screen in multiple bubbles. Look, it's objectively not funny, especially when I try to explain it. That is not a funny story. That's not It's a horrific (laughs) end to that. But the thing is that all these videos are kind of funny, which is like insane. I think it's like the presentation. It's that size Gangnam style is playing underneath this entire thing. And no matter if it's someone having an especially bad period only to find out that they're pregnant or another user's fiance being really quiet one day only for her to find out that he was plotting her murder. (laughs) It's just it's always like a little bit weirdly funny. So at the time of recording this, the Gangnam Style trauma dumping trend has nearly 400,000 videos under the audio tag. And it's pretty much taken over the app, peppering videos of couple meet-cutes and celeb gossip. It also speaks very clearly to a bigger trend on TikTok and among Gen Z, which is the memification of trauma. This feels like a direct product of these quote-unquote unprecedented times we're living in, where teens and young adults have found comfort in finding the humor and content in some horrific experiences. And the wild thing is that Gangnam Style isn't the only audio trend where people can do this at the moment, and certainly not the first since TikTok rose to prominence. My other favorite is the audio bite from user CC Noshar, whose original video is her trying to figure out why her croissant lightly explodes in her microwave. Why the
0: fuck would that happen? It's a
2: croissant. And it's created a similar shot me chaser type of trauma video trend. As one user mouths along to, let's see, watch this, y'all, the overlay text notes that she invited her dad to visit her at college in an effort to get closer her exploding croissant, her dad revealing that he had romantic feelings for her again, not funny. (laughs) However, in the way it's presented kind of funny. So some people find trends like these exploitative and I fully disagree. This is coping. The same way people look at what writers or artists do for every 10 comments expressing complete shock at each other's each person's revelation. There's at least one who relates and didn't realize that anyone else had experienced that or didn't know how to laugh at the situation until they saw those videos. More than anything, everyone is allowed to do whatever the fuck they need to do to get through the day. Life is short. Let the kids trauma bond to gon- Gangnam Style.
1: Yeah, and I kind of think, I mean, we haven't really talked about this much because we kind of try to try to keep it on the lighter side. Um, but TikTok is definitely home to like a lot of like a, a trauma industrial complex, yeah. like a lot of people self-diagnosing themselves or saying that like various impulses or instincts that they have are the result of like their, you know, long-standing trauma or, you know, their autism or their ADHD or some sort of, you know, diagnosis that they may or may not have. Mm-hmm. Um, And I kind of think this is like a healthier extension of that. Like these are these are experiences that are actually traumatic, you know? Yeah.
2: And yeah, I mean, like, if you go under the tag, I mean, it's really wild what people have been through and are sharing. And, like, each one, I mean, I think it's because they have become almost, like, they feel so over the top, almost. Like, they feel so, like, like the stuff that people have experienced and using for this particular trend is so insane sometimes. Like, it's just, like, really wild to, like, see what people have been through. And also, like, are finding humor in to... Use it for.
1: It is. I'm very happy to see that song return. I, I'm. My son, uh, Saul is like deeply not so much anymore. But like when he was two, it was like, Psy was his favorite person in the world. Really, Psy was his Mickey Mouse. Yeah, <laughs> like it, he would like shake all over when he saw um the video for Gangnam Style or like um Gentleman or New Face. Like Psy's lesser. I think we probably were responsible for like. A quarter of Psy's streams in the year 2018. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm a, he's the reason why Psy has come back.
1: I'm a big Psy fan.
2: Yeah, I didn't even know there was other songs.
1: Oh my god, there are so many other fabulous songs <laughs> in his oeuvre.
2: <laughs> I hope Psy is doing well. I hope he's he's making some good money.
1: I think he made his this. money. I think he's fine. I don't think you need to yeah. worry about him. I hope
2: he's having a nice life. <laughs> So we we have some we have some celeb gossip that's not Kardashian related.
1: It's very exciting. It is with two people okay. who I really care a lot about too.
2: Yeah. So I'll give some context in case you're listening to this and you don't know who the Duff sisters are. But before the Kardashians or the D'Amelios, Hillary and Haley Duff are the ultimate sister act. Hillary, of course, rose to prominence via Disney and the beloved Lizzie McGuire, one of the best shows ever made, and her older sister Haley gained fame by being Hillary's sister. But she has some breakout moments on the latter seasons of 7th Heaven and the cult indie film Napoleon Dynamite, which is still very good. I actually rewatched it pretty recently. Um, But the two were always very close, even as Haley's career never really took off. Hillary, on the other hand, has always maintained a pretty incredible level of fame and public goodwill for a former child star. Like, she's always been beloved. There's never been a year where I think people were like, Hillary Duff fell off. Like, she's always kind of... Maintained relevance in a really wild way. Yeah.
1: She was known as like the normal former child. She's star. super. She seems
2: to have like a very grounded normal life um, while being like one of the most beloved child stars turned adult actors. She also Probably took pap,
1: um BJ picks, as we've mentioned in a prior. I mean, episode. again, iconic, very relatable, iconic,
2: so iconic. But according to TikTok user at Geordie cray, however, this sisterly sisterly bond may have been broken. so, Jordan made a series of videos outlining some evidence he has compiled showing that the sisters have become distant in the last couple of years, at least on social media, which is something that I would not have noticed because I do not follow either of them, but also breaks my heart because Hillary and Haley Duff were always so close.
1: Hello, everybody. I'm here today to tell you why I believe that Hillary Duff and her sister, Haley Duff are no longer on speaking terms and haven't been since January 2021. So
2: he first noticed that something was off when Hillary stopped liking Haley's Instagram posts in January 2021. Of course, Haley has liked some since then, um, but mostly like career stuff for Hillary. So like How I Met Your Father, like one of those like promo posts, like Haley liked that. But Hillary had not liked anything on Haley's Instagram. He then recalled that the pair have not taken a photo or video with one another in at least two years. This is suspicious because prior to that, the pair were all over each other's social media pages. And again, when they were younger, they went everywhere together. They were very close. Um, Their family is very close. And they are also both very active on Instagram. Like, they're people who are literally always using Instagram or any sort of social media platform. Like, they are, like, very highly active. As is Hillary's husband, singer-songwriter Matthew Coma, who doesn't even follow Haley on IG. And Matthew Coma is someone who also is highly active across social media. He's made a series of very viral TikToks about songs he's written and also about Hillary Duff. And he's just like very, he's also very active. He's not like a, a kind of random person. So on top of that, Haley has mentioned in interviews that she hasn't met her sister's newborn child, who was born in March 2021. So Jordan's multi-part series makes a good case for some beef. A commenter pointed out that Haley was not in a single photo from Hillary's wedding to Matthew in December 2019 and may not have attended at all. So Haley had been the maid of honor in Hillary's first wedding, which makes it weird that there were no photos shared of the two this time around. Very weird. Super weird. Adding on to the potential mess was a series of broken heart emojis that actress Jamie Lynn Sigler had left on a video Hillary posted of her new husband walking down the aisle with Hillary's eldest son. A broken heart is certainly a weird thing to comment on a wedding post, but Jordan points out that Jamie Lynn and Haley are actually best friends and live in Austin near each other, which makes the case that she knows something we clearly do not. I think like if someone left broken heart emojis on like a wedding photo that I had posted, I would be very pissed.
1: Well, it could mean just like, oh my God, this is breaking my heart because it's so cute. Well,
2: that's that's what so Jordan and his TikTok is sort of trying to put it together. But it's it's still like it's a little weird. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it's like a weird, it's like, oh, like, why wouldn't she just put, oh, this is so cute. Like, a broken heart is, like, a strange thing. But, again, especially coming from someone who is best friends with her sister that, who was maybe not at the wedding, um, as far as the photo show, makes it a little bit more suspicious.
1: Very weird to not have your sister at your second wedding if she was your maid of honor at your first. That's yeah. very also weird. Also, like,
2: there's just literally no, there's, like, ton of photos that Hillary posted of the wedding day, that Matthew posted of the wedding day. There's, like, a photo of um, Hillary and her mom getting ready for the wedding. There's just none. There's none of Haley in them. Mm -hmm. It's weird that, like, there would not be a single one shared of two sisters at a wedding. So just days after Jordan's video went viral, Hillary liked a random photo on Haley's Instagram of her sister's kids four days after the photo had been posted, marking their first social media contact in a year. It's giving damage control. So neither Duff sister has commented officially on the rumors of a feud. This is largely being deduced from social media interaction. So, of course, take it with a major grain of salt. For fans of the Duffs and drama, tongues have been waggy in the comments, trying to assume what went down. Do Haley and Matthew hate each other? Haley wasn't at the wedding. Matthew doesn't follow Haley on Instagram. It could be the actual marriage is a form of, as a source of dispute. Was this over politics or COVID? Per EJ's recent reporting on the anti vaccine stance of the Austin based James Vanderbeek family. Haley has spent time in their circles down there, though that doesn't necessarily say anything about her own take on vaccines. For what it's worth, Jamie Lynn has also liked some vaccine critical and anti vaccine posts. Brittany, I did
1: some reporting on this <laughs> this morning. <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> Cause I was really I was dying to know. So I did some yeah. I did some like social media forensics. Work. Yeah. And I didn't I didn't find out much. I had known from that story that I did. Basically, you know, the Vanderbeeks are involved in this Austin um, influencer celebrity circle of people of celebrities who have moved from L.A. to Austin during the pandemic. And, yeah. um, you know, James Vanderbeek and his wife in particular have been in, you know, anti-vaxxer circles like there's a big there's a photo on Instagram of them posing with J.P. Sears, who yeah. is a very, very, very prominent anti-vax influencer Um, Kimberly has donated to some anti-vax campaign Um, and and Haley travels in these circles like there there are photos she follows Kimberly Vanderbeek and there are photos of her um, you know hanging out with the same people that they hang out with Um, so that you know it does that's not evidence in itself but like it does sort of suggest that that's and the yeah the timing of course
2: because the last time that Hillary had Interacted with Haley was January 2021, and that's around the time that vaccines were being rolled out. Of course, Hillary was pregnant at the time. She gave birth to um, her last child in March of 2021. That's, you know, there's a lot sort of in terms of the timing that makes it more sus. The fact that around the time that vaccines are being rolled out and decisions are being made and people's stances are becoming more clear on where they feel about the vaccine was happening Object- like, was objectively happening in January 2021.
1: We also, we know that Hillary is liberal. Um, yeah. She donated $30,000 to the DNC in 2011, according to Open Secrets. <laughs> <laughs> I really went deep <laughs> this morning. <laughs> and 2500 to Obama's campaign. But... We don't know Haley's politics. She has not donated mm-hmm. to any campaigns. She um, is not registered with either party. So it could be something else like we have entirely no inkling about. Yeah. And again, they could be fine. They
2: could. For all I of I don't know. think
1: they're fine. <laughs> I don't think that that's we not something that guess, happens. You
2: don't not invite your sister to your wedding. Well, the thing is, we don't know for sure. that We just might not have the... We don't have the entire photo album. We're deducing everything from social media. That's exactly the point of the series, is, like, everything is being deduced from what's been shared on social media. Um, there hasn't... Kaylee's gone... Kaylee has continued to give quotes about Hillary in interviews. She's talked about, you know, her... The newborn child. Of course, like, a lot of it's been like, I haven't met the baby yet. I didn't get to spend Christmas with the family. Like, there... There are things that are suspicious, but there is no sort of direct thing where either of them have said that they are no longer talking. So, of course, this is all very um, this is just people kind of speculating from social media. But yes, it is weird that there are no photos shared from it. But we've only seen a sampling of photos from the wedding. But she, of um, course, she was... would
1: post the photos that have Taylor right. like, in it. I like mean, that's just a good branding move.
2: Yeah. If I, I mean, I would, I would do that. Yes. Um, apparently there was a photo that may have been Haley's daughter, um, in the photo, but it could have just been like the kids were invited, um, someone, but there's no confirmation that that was, um, Haley's daughter, but it looked similar to one of Haley's kids. So it's, you know, it's, I think there's a clear way that this looks, um, but we don't know for sure why it's this way.
1: Oh, I, I also, I forgot to mention, um, Haley was following Candace Owens. It, oh, reg- yet regarding her, you know, political views, uh she yeah. and which doesn't, you know, that's not evidence in itself. I follow Candace Owens, although obviously not for reasons that have to do with my own personal views, more yeah. like out of just intellectual like professional curiosity. Um but I looked again this morning and she no longer follows her. So I think you're right that there is some damage control going on here.
2: Yeah. I think like also I think like Matthew Coma is pretty liberal as well. I think his his politics are pretty left as well. Um, But yeah, I wonder if like it's. I wonder if there's like a source. My my theory is that it started with like Matthew, and I wonder if like like Haley might have been sort of Trumpy. Here's my here's my my theory about it. I don't. None of this is true. But I think Haley might have been kind of Trumpy. Matthew was probably against that because he doesn't follow her. She follows him. Hillary was probably like, oh, it's fine. It's my sister. And then was like, it's still a little weird. Yeah. But like Matthew and Haley clearly stopped getting along. Pandemic happens. They still sort of like stay close, but like, obviously they probably weren't seeing each other as often. Um, then of course we get to post election vaccine rollout, all this other stuff. The politics become harder to ignore. Haley has moved to Austin to be around people who have, potentially similar politics or differing politics from at least her sister and now they are no longer talking but also trying to cover up the fact that they no longer talk
1: I think that makes a lot of sense only because it's happened to so many other families in the past two years yeah yeah, yeah. like this isn't this would not be a unique thing yeah to them um, but it's sad. That's, I mean, that's yeah, really sad. It's sad.
2: I mean, I, I do hope that they are okay um, and that the speculation is false. But, you know, we'll, we'll see. But it's very clear that no matter what, the vibes are off between the Duff sisters.
1: And if you have any tips <laughs> about what's really going on with the Duff sisters or any other celebrity sisters, really. Yeah, send us your celeb gossip. Yeah, please. Oh my God. Send me, send us your non-celeb gossip. I want to know what's going on in your personal lives to people that I don't give a fuck about.
2: Yeah, just we we don't want to have to talk about Kim Ye and and Pete and Julia Fox every week. Please, no. We will. (sighs) We will. (laughs) We don't have to, but we will. We're happy to do it, but you know, just more Duff sisters. Yeah, more
1: Duff sisters, please. I can't believe these guys haven't been our himbo of the week yet. Well,
2: they technically weren't, they haven't been as viral since we started the podcast. Like their big, their big moment happened long before we had the podcast.
1: That's true. I've been I've been noticing like a re- like a renaissance in their content, so to speak, which I'm very yeah. happy about. Um, because okay, so we're talking about the Voros twins. Um, they're these Canadian-Hungarian wrestlers. Um and they basically established the template for himbo dumb on TikTok. They're, they're like mm-hmm. dumb, marginally cute, and they just post like wholesome blockheaded content on no. TikTok. Their whole thing is how himbo they are. Um, yeah. and they went got famous because they're the guys behind the Da Vinci sound that went viral a few years back. They were playing some sort of trivia game and this this is what they said.
0: How are we supposed to know no. who painted the Mona Lisa? Oh, Mona no. Lisa. Oh, yeah, yeah
1: i mean to be fair i don't know the answers to a lot of these questions either yeah um yeah like one of the, one of the questions is like <laughs> what's in bones like i don't know meat i don't know what's in bones <laughs> do you know what's in bones marrow right but like what is that you know I don't know. yeah what the fuck is that fuck not is, the answer i don't know is <laughs> it marrow just marrow <laughs> <laughs> Cause it's none of my business. It's none of my business was in my bones. Like that's and it's not their business either. It's like nobody's getting paid to know this. Unless you're a doctor, like nobody's getting paid to know what's in your bones. Um, I did know who painted the Mona Lisa. Um, but that's only because um I went to a liberal arts school. <laughs> yeah. And for no other reason. Um, I've been really loving their content lately uh i don't know how much of it is an act like i'll be real i think they really they lean into their dumbness quite a bit but i don't care it tickles me i love them
0: guys our oven is breaking listen to the sound it makes give me a second i i need to get my story straight my friend
1: um and the best part of it is there's no incest (laughs) surprise (laughs) twist (laughs) Surprise twist. We are promoting twins on TikTok who have not kissed. <laughs> Congrats to us. Like
2: Finally. you can't,
1: you can't be a twin, a hot twin on TikTok without at least hinting at incest. Yeah. Um, but congratulations to the Voros twins for not kissing, for not being, love them. for not being incest twins. That's, yeah. that's really quite a feat. I'm proud of you guys. <laughs>
2: Thanks so much for listening to Don't Let This Flop, brought to you by Rolling Stone and Cumulus Podcast Network. Written and hosted by me, Brittany Spanos, and EJ Dixon. Executive produced by Jason Fine, Richard Shelsey, and Elizabeth Garber-Paul, and edited by Dan Stein. Original music composed by Daniel Merzliff.